Hello, you're listening to Drunk Parents. I'm Rachel. I'm Steve. And our kids are in bed. So we are drinking. We're drinking. Yes. We're heavily drinking. We will be by the end of the night, probably. (laughs) Because it's January. It's January. And it's... Yeah, my thing. Cold and... Nothing good happens in January. (laughs) I mean, things could. No. No, nothing good can happen in January. No. There's no light for it. That's one thing. I got the sads. It's cold. It's cold as fuck. It really affects my brain chemistry. It does. You are really affected. I get really down. You should do like light therapy or something. Yeah. We'll get you a light box. Yeah. I just, I, every morning I wake up and I'm like, this song I think, <laughs> this is bad. The song I think of is like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> and then by the end of the day, I'm doing a mashup between that and Swing low, sweet chariot. Real, a mashup of that and Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, it's just the saddest songs you can ever imagine. That's your January? That's my. Those are my January songs. Well, it, this cocktail will both remind you of that, and yet it's medicinal for you. So. I, you know what? I appreciate the cocktail. I like a good play on realism. Yeah, so <laughs> this is called the Nor'easter. Mm-hmm. So, and it is... Bourbon and lime juice mm-hmm. and maple syrup and shaken up and then topped off with ginger beer. It's great. Yeah. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't call it the bomb cyclone. And that felt a little like last week's news. It, it weeks was. Ago. It was. It was last week's news. I realized that. But how badass of a name for a storm was that? It was pretty good. That I'm- was the, the name of that storm was the best thing that's happened to me in January. <laughs> Just being exposed to... To that name. To that name. Yeah. It was Good job. Good. You know what? And I realized they're trying to make it sensationalized. I realized the whole thought process behind it. We're in advertising. We know. Like, you're trying to get the ratings. If you can give the storm a great name, it's going to get the ratings. People are going to tune in. Let's think about two words that raise the most, you know, fear in the hearts of men. And one word is bomb. Another word is cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Everyone knows that meteorologists are fake people. Like there's no science involved in their predictions. I'm sure they would take offense to that. Probably. But, but you know what? They're they're wrong a lot. They're wrong a lot. And do you know you know who's not wrong a lot? Is the farmer's almanac. <laughs> there's somebody out there who can who does a better job than people called meteorologists, I think it's all fake. I think it's it's a fake uh, area of study. So I think they know what they're doing by naming these things, things like bomb cyclones. Because otherwise, why would we, we don't need yeah, them. Newsflash, it's cold. It's January. You might get snow. We got some pre- precipitation coming. If you can't tell me that there's precipitation coming and it's below 30 degrees and it's going to be snow, then I don't, you have to. I, I don't understand how you have to go to school for that. Wow, you are just knocking a whole profession. Um, yeah, you know it's probably it's the January. It's That's probably, the January. It's talking. probably my um, chemical imbalance, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I I just I appreciated the name, and I didn't mind being stuck in the house because I just we drank the whole time. I mean, there's that. As long as you were stocked up, it all worked out. Yep, fine. Yeah. I mean, we're halfway through winter already, kind of. Not not officially. Right. But right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get there. We're getting there. (laughs) 
Are you aware that the Olympics are coming? Don't they come every year? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, Seriously. I'm asking. I have no idea. No, no, no. They don't. No. The Winter Olympics. The Winter... Oh, God. I feel like I was watching the splooge like last year. First off, did you say <laughs> the splooge? What's it called? <laughs> is it the splooge? No, they... no, it is not. There is not a Winter Olympics event called the splooge. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the one where they get really, they, it's yeah, like the it's... big thing and they get really low? The luge? Is that it? Yes. Okay, it's okay. the luge, not <laughs> okay. the splooge. Okay. But this is the one well, you know what I'm talking about? The stone is like a really rounded, polished stone. Curling. That's okay, that's curling. That's my favorite one. Yes. Yes. I feel like I was watching that this time last year. First off, they play curling outside of the Olympics. So it's possible you just watched like the Nationals or a curling event. Like curling's a sport, they play it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it last January we were watching curling? We I want to say yes. We could have watched curling a year ago. Yes. Okay. It was Why not the Olympics. Why is it broadcast Olympics. if it's not on the Olympics? Because some people, you know, sometimes they need to fill up some What's spots. What's it called, though? Like, is it just curling, curling. on TV? It, it, but is it just NBC? <laughs> is it just on... like is it just like NBC presents curling? Is that what it is, or is there some sort of it like might winter, have been like is it the games? Is that the same thing as the Olympics? The Winter Games? Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking maybe there was like a different thing. That you would watch curling on? Could have been like nationals. Could have been curling national championship. Could have been a European tournament. Oh, so tournament. it's just curling. Y- yeah. It's not like another type of Olympic no. event. No. There's only one Olympics? The, what do you mean by there's only one? I mean, there's I, multiple events. I know you know that. I know that. Right, of course. But uh, is, it, is there another thing kind of like the Olympics that's like not the Olympics? No. So it would just... Like we're all different kinds of sports play and all the countries come together. No. I feel like people aren't going to believe this is real. Listen. But it is. It wasn't even planned. So, okay. Uh, well, here, the quick, the very quick 30,000 foot top line. Yeah. The Winter Olympics happen every four years. Every four years. Every four years. Okay. The Summer Olympics also happen every four years, mm-hmm. but they alternate. So every, so it's every two, two years, years, there is a either. there is an Olympic... It's an Olympic year every two years. Yeah. This year, it is the Winter Olympics. Two okay. years from now, it'll be the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So there hasn't been an Olympics in two years. But Zero. you haven't watched curling in the Olympics in four years. When we did watch it and when you got into it, but that was four years what, ago. What happened in China? Was that summer? China, Beijing, and that was multiple summers ago, I think. Do I don't you, even think. That must have been two. That must have been the last no, Summer Olympics. No. The last, the, the Summer Olympics in Beijing was like six years ago. Like it was not the last one wasn't in China. That was even before that. All right. You know what? I don't really I, give a shit about the Olympics. That was getting me my other question. If yeah. you gave a shit that the Winter zero Olympics. Zero fucks. Z- clearly zero. Zero. Right. I love watching curling. Right. I don't get off on this whole thing. Not at all. Nope. I remember we talk- when the summer was around, you had zero interest until you saw the... American woman shot putter. Oh, I love shot putter. Just looked like a woman down the street who just enjoyed Doing living a life put. and just like somebody you could work with. She's kind of like a large woman, and you heard her story, and you're like, I love that. That's my favorite person ever. She was. She was. I don't even remember her name, but she was great. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm gonna watch it, and you're gonna be like, Ugh, 
the Olympics again. I just feel like it's a giant waste of time. These people have wasted their lives. I love that you think the Olympics are a waste of are a waste a of time. Giant waste of time. What are you talking? How how do you think they're a waste of time? Okay. First of all, they could have been doing something useful with their lives, but instead they've like pushed their bodies to these extreme measures to do something that no one gives a shit about. Tons of people give shits about it. Who cares? You get a piece of metal at the end. But it's a, the achievement of being one of the greatest athletes and then what? in the world. And then what? Are you happy? Does that buy you happiness? I I, I don't know. No, so no. you put yourself through extreme, extreme amount of stress. And you sacrifice. Sacri- oh, yeah. Oh, tons. Like you sacrifice. You pro- they probably have people that they loved. They walked away from love. They walked away from opportunities for themselves to be happy, to win a, p- a piece of metal and to have their name put down on this piece of paper that they're the best fucking curler in the world. Just seems like a giant fucking waste of time. That is not how I choose to live my life. And I'm not going to support people who do that. <laughs> so I like not only... Is it not for you? You don't. You don't even support. You know what a bigger waste of time is. You don't support it. Watching those people on TV. Oh, (laughs) I don't give a shit. So good for fucking you. Good for you. How? Who are you? It's like these people are trying so hard. I don't care. There's literature to be read. There's music to be listened to. I'm learning to play the guitar. I've got personal goals. I don't need to watch some dude who's wasted his life curling. So for- that I, the, it, it's so meta, right? And then I'm like wasting my life watching him curl on TV. <laughs> so you're wasting your life watching someone who's wasted, wasted their, their life. life. It's like it's like the wasting of lives is being like just magnified. It's multiplied, yeah. Yeah, I uh, no, I am adamantly against this. Does this mean you'll be judging me for the three weeks that I'm watching? One hundred percent. Just all, just I'm flat so out judging. Angry. I feel like the I feel like the name of this episode should be Rachel is Rachel has seasonal affective disorder. That should just be the name of the episode because I'm so mad at everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I, maybe that's why you hate. Maybe you hate the Winter Olympics even more than the Summer Olympics because you're all. It's January. When I you think start thinking about the I winter, I that's Olympics. very true. I feel like I, I need to channel this anger into art or something. Into your guitar playing. Guitar. Your New, your New Year's resolution. Yeah. Do anyway, you- um, to answer your question, no, I had no idea they were coming up, and I will absolutely judge you for watching them. Christmas was obviously a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? No. All right. I'm <laughs> setting the stage. Okay, I know. I, I know. I'm fucking with you. It's the January talking yeah, again. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was your favorite gift that you got from for Christmas? I Well, I love them all for multiple reasons. I think you did a great job. No, I don't even mean for me. I'm setting you up because I think I know the answer. You do know the answer. I think it'll be fun to talk about. My favorite gift was my weighted blanket, my gravity blanket. Yes, your gravity Mm -hmm. blanket. Mm -hmm. I imagine everybody knows what it is. I don't know because I've I've told people that don't know what this is. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So explain. It's a blanket that's 25 pounds. Right. Which doesn't sound, when you hear that, it doesn't sound very heavy. It doesn't, but when you go to pick it up, you realize how light 
most blankets actually are well, because this one. Here's the thing. If you're if you're picking up 25 pounds of weight, so say you have like 25 pounds distributed between both hands, it's actually not that bad. But when it's in a form of a blanket that's a floppy thing, it's just hard to handle and you find yourself like dragging it down the hall like a body. Right, yes. Um, now, why on earth would anyone want a 25-pound blanket? So these blankets were actually developed for people who suffered from extreme anxiety or a lot of kids who have been diagnosed um, on the autistic spectrum use them um, to calm them down. It makes it harder to get up. It's so simple. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's because it makes it harder no, to it get is. up. It makes you feel secure yes, and right. safe, like you're being held. Exactly. Um, the pressure of the weighted blanket on you, like I yeah. like to describe it as it feels like God is laying on top of you. <laughs> like I don't even know. It, like it's like it gets in the crevices of all you. It just hugs the whole thing. Like you know, the beautiful thing about it is it doesn't trap in heat. I find it very. Um, there's some ventilation going on. Right, which is interesting. So I'm not sweating my ass off under this blanket. It's like ventilated. I mean, it's also, you know, two degrees outside. Maybe that has <laughs> right. something to do with it. But I, it gives me peace and I love it. I've been telling everyone about them. The most amusing part was that you felt like you liked the blanket so much mm-hmm. that you thought you might be autistic. I was like, mate, for the love of God, I might be autistic. And because not... you're like, this blanket's working on me. It's working. I mean, I think it it, it helps non-autistic people as well. So I, think I don't think you have I think it's just a human thing. I agree. I, but but I, it's what's getting me through my seasonal affective disorder month. So yeah, gravity blanket I, is, you guys, everyone should have one. I really I do. It really is great. Yeah. question for you yes so there is this gift that i did not give this holiday Mm -hmm, season mm -hmm. that i bought and pretty much right after i bought it or once i got home i thought oh i probably can't give this to who i was going to give it to and you were like no absolutely definitely not not. no so Mm -mm. this book (laughs) i can't believe i Okay, go ahead. No, wait. It's a, so it's a book. I'll explain what it is. So it's a book. This was a gift for our nephew. I believe he's 22. 21. 21. Okay. You need to call it your sister right now because she's listening. And you do, you need to say, Kate, this one's for you. Yes. This was. This, oh, oh, this, I almost this bought, segment is for, is for you. I So I bought this for Ben. He's yes. our 21-year-old nephew. And just a, a lot of getting him gifts. I saw this book. And... The book is one of those, we've all sort of seen these things in magazines, and it's 367 classic skills for the modern guy. So things like how to hold a baby, how to buy a used car, uh, how to cook the perfect steak, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. The title of the book is called Man Up, Mm -hmm. with advice, tips, and tricks for the experts. So I just thought, oh, these kind of things I've always found useful as I've gotten. You've even given to me, to them, like 40 things every guy, or probably 30 at the time, like... 30 things every guy in his 30s should know. Stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this would be great for him. But as I got home, I noticed there's a little starburst that says all the skills your father never taught you, which just seemed like the largest insult ever to my brother-in-law. So I was like, oh, I can't. So, yeah. So I, you, that seems 
like a giant insult. You bring it home. It's a book, and it says "Man Up." Nice and big. Nice and big on the front, and it's all these skills that men are supposed to know. And I'm already triggered. I am triggered. I'm like, well, why aren't women supposed to know these? Skills? That's what I was also. So that, that was the first. That was my first red flag. I'm like, I and I have given you the book where it's like, you're 30 now. Here's what every guy should know in his 30s. I think that's a little different. Here's things every guy should know in his 30s is different than man up. That's like a a call to action. It's like a, you're not enough. You need to do this. And these are things that men do. Oh, my God. That is so inappropriate. And then to go further and be like, things your father never, that is just, it's it's a, a slap in the face. Like, I'm like, you cannot, you can never give this to anyone. This is an inappropriate, I can't believe this is in print <laughs> in t- 2018. Right. That was my, you've answered my question. Okay. You've answered yeah, my question. Yeah. So you were like, you don't think I can give it to me? I'm like, absolutely fucking not. No. Right. So now here it is. The only reason we probably even kept it was just so we talk about it. Well, right you now. did. You put it on the shelf and you were like, we're going to talk about it on the podcast. So the funny thing is that your point of how this was different from what you have given me, it's the same content. It's just the title. Oh, yeah. Like your point of like, man up absolutely. is just completely. And if, it, if, if over the title the line. was How to Adult. Right. That would be different. Yeah, of course that would be how different. To, how, how to adult and things you should... Or things your parents never taught you. Things your parents never taught you. Right. A little different. I mean, I still think it's... Or things you don't learn in school. There you go. There's, there's that whole joke yep. that you learn... Way to adult. Trigonometry, but never, not how to do your taxes. Exactly. Things you never learned in school. It would be the same content, but just a different way to position the content. Totally fine. Like, you know, it says how I grow grass from seed. I don't know that. I mean, why would you want to know? Well, <laughs> we pay people to do that. Oh my <laughs> God. We're the worst ever. Should I date someone from work? Oh, what does it say? Probably. Oh, okay. Because we're married. We work together. Should I date someone from work? The workplace is nearly, uh, is a nearly ideal venue to familiarize yourself mm. with a member of the opposite sex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to appreciate her taste. Remember, it's the guys to appreciate her taste in clothes and friends Judge how she acts under pressure, steal glances at her figure, and breathe deeply of her pheromones. Mm, this is weird. Mm. Plus, as Jim and Pam found out on the office, you'll be sure to have plenty of workmates dying to come to the wedding. Bonus, you never have to scheme to get close to her because you see each other practically every day. But therein lies the complication. If your romance sours, you run the risk of poisoning what was perfectly a good professional relationship. Your company may also frown on intramural dating. Make sure your feelings for the person are worth the risk of having to find a new job. Uh, and then it goes on, but it does. So it really doesn't seem to give a yes. That's or no good answer. advice. It's pretty. It's pretty solid. It's it solid didn't because seem... um, it. I expected to say no, don't do that. But it gave the reasons why you would want to, and it said you need to make sure that this is a real thing and not just p- wanting to put it in somebody. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah. So I think there's valuable information in there here. There is, yeah. Unfortunately, the package with which it's all wrapped up in just extremely triggering and offensive to, to a lot of people. I mean, printing, publishing's got to catch up with the world. That's what this book tells me. I wonder if it's on Amazon. <laughs> Probably, because fucking everything is on right, Amazon. Sure. So did you hear that, I think his name's Jeff, who's the guy who founded Amazon? Is it Jeff Bezos? Bezos? I believe so. That guy is the richest guy, not just in the world. 
He's the richest guy in history. So there's never been anyone richer than him. Uh, what do you do when you have that much money? Like it, it, at a certain point, it's just numbers because there's no way that money is going to do anything for you. That's true. But I thought you would mostly be interested because of how much you love Amazon. I mean, the leggings I'm wearing right now are from Amazon. Listen, if Amazon doesn't have it, you don't need it. Right, like the, right. Everything's on Amazon. Right. I'm, I'm really comfortable with this idea. So I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's, it's you know, kind of pushing out the mom and pops and everything. Well, you got to innovate. If, if you're a mom and pop right now, this, this is bad. What I'm about to say is very bad. I can see your eyes get really wide. We're a small family-owned business, right? We, Steve and I, work at a privately held business. Yeah, I mean, it's we're the we're the little guys. Not a mom and pop, totally. It's not a mom and pop, but it's a privately owned yes, business, right? We don't go bitching and moaning because the big publicly held agencies are getting all the jobs. We innovate and we try to make ourselves different and interesting. So, if you're a mom and pop and you're up against Amazon. Just do something. So your challenge to mom and pop shops is that they should out-innovate Amazon. Yes. And if they can't, uh-huh. that's their fault. <laughs> well. Amazon. Amazon, it. who has delivery via drones. Yeah. And now the new thing where they'll set up like security and the Amazon person will just like poke his head in and drop a package yeah. off like inside the door delivery. I'm here for it. And mama pops need to like, I'm come, not saying no, they're never, they're never going to compete with that. Right. Don't even try, but you've, you've got to find your thing. I will say they should find, make, you have to offer something of value. Exactly. You can find a way to be more valuable. And then valuable. Amazon will buy you and then you'll be you'll rich. Be on easy street. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, Whole Foods did it. That's right. Whole Foods. That little mom and pop shop (laughs) called Whole Foods innovated enough. No, I I say this and I I know a lot of people who own... We know moms and pops. We know moms and pops with businesses. I'm a supporter of Small Business Saturday. Of course. I'm a supporter of small businesses. Like when there's... In our little town, when there's a new coffee shop, I hammer the hell out of it i and i tell everyone about it and how awesome it even if their coffee sucks honestly i'm into it because i love i love all that but no it like you have to offer something of value that's different and it's for i think it's forcing people to be a little more creative in their offering and how they position themselves so i love that but i also fucking love amazon like i love amazon so hard the thing is like this is not anything new if it wasn't Amazon beating him out, it'd be Target or Walmart. It's it's it the used to same. be Walmart. Yeah, I that's and that's the reason I'm actually okay with it because at least Amazon's providing value to my life personally. But there's always going to be someone bigger and better, and there's always going to be the behemoth that comes in and takes all the money. So what are you going to do? Okay, I'm talking to you. Right, what I, what are you going to do? I, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll come up with something. <laughs> Make it interesting. So, you know, with the Golden Globes are coming out of that and Oprah's speech and stuff, like people are talking about... Oprah 2020? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? I am, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, 
It's better than what we have now. Oh, well, I mean, that's not going to be hard to find. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i just so ready for the pendulum to swing back the other way. Right. And I believe that it will very, hard, very, very, very hard swing back the other way. Oh, God, I hope so. So I think that she is extreme and she is a celebrity, but I, at least I align with her beliefs. You know, anything's better than this to me. Anything totally. is better than, than this mindset and this personality yeah, running right. our country. So, and that's what it is, a mindset and a personality, because he's got no other qualifications right. whatsoever. That's the, that's how he won, right. So I'm like, well, here's another mindset and a personality that I actually agree with. Exactly. So Who, uh, you'd rather that one. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think I'm ready for politicians to be politicians and I, I know, celebrities I, to be celebrities. When I first heard about it i was like that would be amazing oh Mm -hmm. my god that'd be so great and you're right it's almost the exact same thing we have now but the uh, almost 180 degrees the opposite way yeah and yeah people you know some people like seal tweeted something really sort of mean about oprah and saying she was part of the problem and Mm -hmm. she looked the other way for a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. then they and i was like oh that's surprising i don't know what seal knows but whatever also what the fuck is steel doing now i know and someone and they all and I read an article that was like, oh, Seth MacFarlane also came out against Oprah, and I was like, oh, I oh, kinda, I also hate him, so who cares? Well, whole, yeah, that's fine. And I thought, oh, I kind of like Seth MacFarlane, so that's a shame. I guess I have to hate him, but let me read what he said. And honestly, what he said to me wasn't coming out against Oprah. He said it would be sad to think that in 2020 we've reached a place in our culture where a reality show host is running against a talk show host for president of the United States. And that's all he said. And so I, I don't take that as anti-Oprah. I take that as almost what you said, which is we yeah, should no. have people who know how to run government be the president, not personalities that we love, mm-hmm. but who just aren't qualified. I agree. And and to be honest, I don't have very much against Donald Trump as a celebrity. I'm not drawn to him as a human. I'm fine with him being a celebrity. Like, I'm fine with him having a ton of money. I'm fine with him being a celebrity. I'm fine with him existing in this world. I'm fine with his shows he puts on TV that's totally fine. I'm totally not fine with him running our country. Right. But I'm so not fine with him running our country. I am very much drawn to the idea of at least this person that I agree with on so many other levels doing it. That being said, I I am very much ready for politicians. Someone who knows what they're doing in that capacity. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Oprah that you and I would align with is, okay, she didn't know how to run the country, Mm -mm. but she would hire people who we would align with. Right. You know, Trump has hired people who know what they're doing and we don't align with their beliefs or their philosophies. Right. You know, and and it's like, it's just this big jumble fuck. Oprah would hire people whose fundamental philosophy we believe with. Right. So that's yeah. why, of course, we would think, of course, it's better than we have now because we are not fans of what's happening right now. And, and also, we're kind of done with the age of politicians seeming like celebrities. I think back in the day of JFK, JFK read as a celebrity. Right. It may be a cause of social media, you know, showing different, facets of these people and the way that our media works but politicians seem dry like america is so used to celebrity 
because the level of celebrity here is so good that when we don't see us when the, when we see someone on camera who doesn't have that appeal who does who's not an actor who's not a celebrity they don't even register to us right. that's how polished and refined our media is so we don't even respond to politicians anymore they almost it they almost kind of have to have that element but i think that's i think that puts it on us to, we need to be smarter and we need to educate ourselves on the issues and not put our futures in the hands of people who are all about rhetoric right. and who are all about the image and who don't have an agent. I don't want someone who has an agent <laughs> running our country. Right. Right. You know, that's fucked up. But I think that's on us. Like we're so swayed by the sparkly. Yeah. We fall for charm and we fall. I mean, the whole society falls for headlines and sound bites and, celebrities are good at making that exactly and so. we're and the other people just don't register to us anymore yeah all right so maybe not oprah of course more so than what we have now but it'll be oh, i'll take her i'll take her yeah i don't think that'll be an issue it'll be interesting it'll be it would be fun if she ran just because it would be fun to see how it goes mm-hmm. but i don't ultimately think she'll do it for all this reason i think she's too smart to do it i think she i, do too. I also think it would tarnish her brand like i like oprah so much and she can kind of exist as this wonderful person we can all love. Mm-hmm. As soon as she runs, people are going to start to hate her. She's going to have to become a little bit aggressive. Okay, so would you be saying the same thing about a man? If she runs, it depends people on are going like to start to hate her. Okay, yeah, she here you go. Here you go. Yes. Okay. John Stewart. Okay. I don't want John Stewart to run for president. Okay. Because well, and I'll say John Stewart back when he was running the Daily Show. Right. Like people were like, "Oh, John Stewart should run." I don't want him to run because as soon as he does, he has to become somebody who I'm not going to be in love with anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I loved John Stewart's attitude. And now let's say John Oliver. I think John Oliver is super smart. Maybe he can't run because he's not a natural citizen, but right. let's just say he could. I don't want him to because he has to suddenly become an aggressive person who's battling and in situations where nobody comes out looking good. No, and- I get that. I But I do think there's potential for Oprah to get involved politically. I don't think she would run because I think she's too smart for it. I think she wants the same America that we want, honestly. And I think that this is an opportunity for her to kind of control the conversation and to direct her energy into a candidate. So she may back like Cory Booker. I don't know. I'm just... Pulled him sure. out. I love Cory Booker. Right. She may back a Cory Booker or somebody like that. And but this is an opportunity for her to get some clout in the arena. So yeah. she can come in, you know. And if if she's smart, she'll draw this out and let people think she's maybe oh, yeah. gonna run because it'll just build up. I mean, if nothing else, Weight Watchers will stock will go through the roof. <laughs> Okay, Uh, I think that about does it for this week. Uh, If you want to catch up with us in between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Drunk Parents or on Facebook at Drunk Parents Podcast. Or you can catch up on past episodes at our website. DrunkParents.Squarespace.com That's right. That's why I was pointing at you. (laughs) Oh, oh, I didn't know. All right. And... I guess that's about it. We yeah. should go maybe watch some Black Mirror, which is Love back on that. Netflix. Let's do it. And mind-blowing. Let's get weird. All right. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Until then, may your parenting be easy. And your cocktails be strong. Bye, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.